is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen. It is Sunday, November 7th, and the boys are 8-1. and one. Hey, we will take 8-1 and one any day of the week. I think that it was a great day in Ann Arbor yesterday, a great day in college football, great Saturday because of a lot of events that unfolded. So uh, how are you guys feeling today? Um, about college football, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a big fat nap after this. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Sparty losing, man. Our our our, we manifested that shit. We did. It's all unfolding. It's all unfolding just the way we needed to. Yeah, everyone can become a uh uh, you can come out of the closet as Purdue fans now, right? They beat Iowa, they beat MSU. You're kind of going like this is the the upset team that we always need, right? Boiler up, baby. Boiler up there. I mean, their record is now pretty good and they have two top five wins. That's insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I felt like obviously we were down in the dumps last week and everyone was ready to jump ship. And now because of what happened, Sparty loses and we win and we control our destiny again, you know? So we're back in the same, you know, you wish you were nine and oh, 100%. That's obvious, but you still now you have all the same thing. What did Vistardis say? Uh, we have all of our goals ahead of us still. I think Zach Center said that as well. Everyone was mm-hmm. that was the mantra of the post game press conference after Sparty. Well, now it's true. You really do have the chance to win out and you know go to the Big Ten uh, championship game. And so, um, you know, I, I think that is it's kind of funny how quickly people jump off and jump yeah. right back on. Um, oh yeah, you know that's there was a lot of fire Harbaugh talk this past week, and now n- those guys have been quiet. Those guys have been pretty quiet now, all of a sudden. So, and they might jump back on. You know, you never know what happens this week or in the next month. But yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, we we seen Ohio State to beat Michigan State, and I expect that to happen. And then if Michigan wins out, yeah, they they're going to the Big Ten title game. They're where they win that, they're going to the playoff. I mean, all their goals are still ahead of them. I'm just excited, man. Just hope keep keep, the hope's building. It's building back way, up. So let's talk about Michigan State versus Purdue for a second. Mm. Okay, we all thought that Cade McNamara was great because he threw for 400 yards versus MSU. Aiden O'Connell, Purdue's quarterback, 40 for 54 for 536 yards. <laughs> Holy shit. Their yeah. state's secondary is brutal. Awesome. Brutal. We got to remember, right? Jeff Brom comes from that Western Kentucky, throw the ball a million times in wacky plays, right? Yeah. They don't, I mean, they don't have, Purdue does not have a run threat though. So wouldn't you think you just sell out on the pass, help your secondary out? They, they ran the ball. Let's see their top uh, rusher yesterday, Purdue's, which his name is King Daru. What a name. What a fucking love that. Uh, 13 carries for 32 yards. Their next guy had 10 carries for 24 yards. So they did nothing on the ground 
Mm-mm. and just threw the ball all over, and obviously it worked. Um, so maybe Cade is – I don't know. I don't think we can we can take his game against MSU and say, <laughs> wow, he's, he's elite now. I think he's a very good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think he does everything right and does a ton of stuff good. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we can say, wow, we've got, you know uh, – Mahomes on our team now. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really was thinking it was Tom Brady after that uh, party <laughs> game. So, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you cooled that down for me. But I, I look at the stats. <laughs> McCarthy got in there. What? He had ten pass attempts yesterday. He I didn't see any of that. Drives. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was it late in the game or what? Third quarter. Nice. It, it felt like pretty much after the half, he had like control <sighs> of the offense more or less. Yeah, it was like switching Cade. off drives between him and Cade, right? Huh. Yeah, it was basically Cade went back in a couple times as well. So yeah, they switched on and off, but it wasn't like oh, that it was still seventeen ten. Like it was a it was a, a one touchdown game, and and uh, JJ was getting full drives. Um, and so I I wonder if Cade being banged up had something to do with that, where they were like, all right, a let's see what JJ can do with a full drive. B, you know, let's not put Cade in, in uh, a bad spot because I think Cade's knee is – I don't know for sure if it's his knee, but I'm pretty sure it's his knee, and, and he he was limping all over the place yesterday. Yeah. Um, oh, damn. It, it, didn't look, it didn't look great. So hopefully it's just something that he tweaked and he'll be okay next week. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, we'll talk about some more injuries that happen later, but I, it, it was a boring game. It was a snoozer. It was a snoozer in uh, Michigan Stadium yesterday, unfortunately. Let me say this before we get into, like, game analysis. I hate Fox. I hate Fox. <laughs> they they make the in-stadium experience so bad. The game was three and a half hours long or more, and it was, like, media timeout, media timeout, media timeout, uh-huh. and it's just – brutal man i is that I, I guess i've never really noticed but uh is that more they do it more often than like espn or uh, they do a little bit i'm like an espn game usually sticks to right around three hours fox seems to go closer to forever three and a half or four and hmm. i don't know it's like at some point here's my question at some point is the dollars that you're getting from tv were at what point is your in-stadium money worth just the same or the experience that you're giving to people at Michigan stadium, this like worth more than the dollars you're getting in TV. I don't know. Something to think about. It's interesting. If Ward is listening, I think he's got to think about that. (laughs) Um, All right. So your guys analysis, what did you think about, you know, what you saw from the team yesterday? You know what, Kalen, you go ahead. (laughs) Um, I thought that we saw um, the continued emergence of Hassan Haskins. Uh, he just, if I felt like he was unstoppable, honestly, mm-hmm. there were like, he had like 69 yard runs. He was doing nice. this thing, like, uh, you know, carrying the pile. He tried to hurdle another guy. And I was just like, dude, this guy is like unstoppable. Like I was waiting for him to, you know, expose the S on his chest almost. Yeah. But, uh, to me, that was the main story of the game. That and the defense. The defense was like lockdown. I think I read that they had like uh, four 
uh, three and outs or something in a row. So that for me, I was really happy to see that. Yeah. I mean, Haskins, I, I tweeted this out and people, so I tweeted out that Haskins showed us yesterday that he can be the, the number one running back. And people were like, he always has been dude. Or like, they were like, we knew that. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we've known that Haskins has, has been very good and can carry a load, but like, I think it's, it'd be stupid to say that Corum didn't take the RB one spot for the past seven weeks. Right. Right. I, I, I mean, I still think they were like a one, a one B. Yeah. yeah so like, but they're like, sharing that role. Right. Yeah. He's not a true RB one. And, but until yesterday. So then like, I mean, I guess I, maybe I worded it wrong, but like, I guess maybe it's more so that he can carry a 27 rush, you know, type game, right? So he had 27 carries yesterday. He can still do that, right? Instead of being the 15 and 15 type game. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, he can carry the load. So, yeah, 27 carries for 168 yards and a tutty. I mean, that's average point of 6.2. Like you said, Kalen, I mean, obviously he had that long run too where, dang, I was hoping he would score. That was sweet. But there were just so many times where it's like, uh, you know, you think that he's going to get stopped and then he carries the pile for six more yards and he's just, he's a beast, man. He runs so hard. And I, you know, I, if Blake Corum is out for ex- an extended period, it's not like we're in like terrible shape there. I think that's the, the most important thing there. Well, so. I think the part there that does, uh, you know, give you cause for concern and maybe we'll move into this a little bit later is the lack of depth due to injuries, right? right. Uh, with Blake out and then with Edwards out, then you're forced to rely on, uh, on Dunlap, who's maybe just doesn't have that experience. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is Edwards out or was that a hypothetical? No, Ed- Edwards didn't make the trip to East Lansing, actually, uh, and then didn't play yesterday either. So um, mm. it's, it's an undisclosed in- injury. Of course, Jim doesn't want to talk about injuries. Um, but he hasn't played the last two games. So, Oof. yeah, um, I agree with that. I mean, so Blake came off. I was, I was very close to the sideline watching that. So Blake came off um, limping really bad, went into the medical tent for a long time, then went into the, the locker room, came back out with a boot on and in street clothes. Um, and so I'm assuming that's I'm hoping it's precautionary. Jim said it's nothing like super serious. So I'm, I, my bet is like a high ankle sprain, something like that, which, you know, great that it's not broken or torn something, but it's still high ankle sprains with, you know, three weeks left in the season, high ankle sprains can last a month, you know? So mm-hmm. that's what, what I'm scared about there. Um, and then Andrew Anthony went out as well. Uh, that's not great. Um, no. You know, after he had his emergence, I mean, I think we have more depth at the wide receiver position than the running back position. So, like, Roman Wilson can come back in and, st- and step in there. Um, but it did feel like uh, uh, Andrell was was going to step in. And then I don't know, Jamon Green went down, too, and had to be carted off as well. Um, I don't know what yeah. ended up with him either. Another guy I like him, too, man. He's a lockdown DB. Yeah. Another guy we didn't see – really play or I didn't see was Eric all I, I yeah. wasn't sure if there was an issue with him 
he got hurt at the end of the MSU game, and he was actually oh, not right. in on Michigan's last couple drives against MSU, which I think that's obviously right. hurt Cade with, uh, you know, that was his go-to guy against MSU. Um, and then didn't play last week uh, or this week at all. So, I don't know. I think that – I uh, um, but Harbaugh did say he's going to be back next week. So, he okay. said all for Good. sure will be back next week um, and then didn't, you know, disclose anything on Corum or uh, Anthony. Um, but I think what stinks there is two weeks ago, we were the healthiest team in America. It felt like outside of Ronnie bell, all of a sudden, you know, and this is what happens in week nine for sure. Right. This is what happens down the stretch of a season, but it just stinks that like all of a sudden we've got three, four five guys that are out. And, uh, now we're talking about depth for sure. Man, that's not great timing going into happy Valley. It's rough, but every team's dealing with it, it looks like. so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that, uh, I, you know, moving on to the defense, though, man, they were locked down yesterday. They, they did what they needed to do. Um, they, there was a, a long time where um, it was like they, Indiana was hovering around 100 total yards um, through, like, into the third quarter. And wow. then they ended, they only ended up with 195 total yards. So didn't even get to 200, uh, 88 passing yards and 107 rushing yards. So, and I, I would, I would love to know, let me see. Um, McCauley there, um, McCauley had 14 carries for 37 yards. Um, that's their quarterback third string, okay. third string, uh, freshman. He's going to be good. He's oh, yeah. going to be good someday. He's been thrown in there right now, and it's you know he's not ready. At some point, he's going to be very good though. Um, but you know, I just don't think they have the talent anymore. I, I think they they lost a lot of guys. But that dude, he could scramble. So I mean, they with their actual running back, they only had eleven carries for thirty four yards um, with Childers, and then six six carries for twenty three yards with uh, Irvin Poindexter. So, man, I mean, the defense led by – there were multiple times where it was like Hutchinson and Ojabo both getting to the quarterback at the same time. They're fucking just, awesome, man. I, I, like feel, I feel bad for a, a freshman third-string quarterback that's got to <laughs> deal with those two coming at you. Dude, somebody tweeted out uh, – they said Hutchinson – what do you say, have eight sacks on the year now? He's on pace to, to break Woodley's record. Oh, I think, well, I think what, 12? Ojabo's, Ojabo's right behind him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Dude, I what swear Ojabo's got to have, like, three strip sacks, too. He, so, uh, Zach Shaw just tweeted it out. In the last five games, Ojabo has 15 tackles, seven sacks, three pass deflections, three forced fumbles, and 21 quarterback pressures. Holy shit. He had 26 combined snaps in 2019 and 2020. That's crazy. I mean, that is the biggest breakout year I've ever heard of, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. So, And that's only in the last five games. So, yeah, man. I mean, Ajabo is, is killing it. I'm sure it doesn't hurt to be – you know, on the opposite side of Aiden Hutchinson. So they got to focus. If you don't focus on Aiden, Aiden's going to kill you. If you yeah. focus on Aiden, then a job going to kill All you. Right. <laughs> so, 
So are we DEU yet or what? We might be, man. We might be. You think about the guys that are in the NFL right now. Uh, Uche, Winovich, uh, Gary. Quiddy like, Pay. Yep. Quiddy Pay. Yeah. Quiddy Pay is killing it right now. He's going to be probably, you know, defensive rookie of the year is my guess. Um, I mean, man, it's it, it, DEU might be it. That might be that might be where we're at. And I think Braden McGregor coming up as well uh, is going to be sweet. Yeah, I think I think next year will be his year to kind of break out. Yeah. Well, the only bad thing is, is that we thought we were going to lose just Hutchinson. Now we may lose Ojabo and Hutchinson. I know. Yeah. Oof. Would, yeah, that'd be that tough. Be I a, hope Ojabo sticks around, but I don't know. I don't know what the point. For, I mean, what year is he? Is he a junior? I think he's a um, like redshirt sophomore or something. He's from Scotland. Yeah. Hmm. He's a junior, it says on ESPN. Oh, junior. Okay. But, yeah, um, I mean, if his if his draft stock is high, why would you why would you come yeah. back? Yeah. I would uh I don't I don't know what class technically anybody is anymore because of the COVID, because of COVID year. year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's like what is is this taking that into account? Is it I don't know. So it's all a mystery. It's all a mystery, yeah. There's going to be still, like, for the next three years, there will be, like, seventh-year seniors that are on the team. Oh, man. Yeah, so, um, Ajabo's got eight sacks this year. Oh, wow. So, what does Hutchinson have, then? Is he also at eight? Because I don't, I I don't know. I feel like I read eight. that wrong. He might have went into the game at eight. Um, sports reference says he only has six. Hutchinson? Yeah. Is that, that's got to be wrong, right? No? It's uh, possible. Maybe it, maybe it was Ojabo in that tweet that I read. I don't know, man. Don't My know, brain's in a blunder today. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday scary's got me. Either way. They're, hey, I here's my analysis. They're good. <laughs> yeah. I like that. They're pretty good. They're good. They're pretty good. That's the hard-hitting analysis you come to the Blue by 90 podcast for. That is for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Our brains don't function as as well on a, after a long tailgate. Uh, no, I do not. It was a good one, though. It was, it was a good one. one. Shout out to everyone that came out, for sure. Um, you know what I think is super cool is that every week, it seems like we get somebody that's, like, from out of town. We had people yeah. from St. Louis, from Texas, from uh, Tampa, Florida yesterday, like, it, it's really cool to see, uh, you know, just to have people up that come to Ann Arbor for the weekend uh, and then they choose to come hang out with us idiots. So, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I maybe not a great choice for them, but we, we enjoy it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we had about 100 people come through yesterday. It was it was a big crowd. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, oh. So. Lots of beer bombs. So, um, yeah, I mean. The, the only thing that I wanted to talk about, which, you know, when you're talking about cause for concern is just like you're up 17-7 at halftime and then you can only put, what you know, 12 more points on the board the whole game. I know your defense pitched a shutout in the second half, but these are just the times you wish that, all right, you're up 17-7 in the, in the, at halftime, come back out and step on their throat. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, get in the end zone. I think what you said uh, in response to um, Trevor Woods' uh, tweet is, I think it's spot on. I think they just, they know that they have Moody and he's going to be able to kick a field goal. So, you know, there's not as much pressure for them to score. That's just like not a good way to play if you're going to be competitive against really good teams, I, right? I agree, man. You see Ohio State breaking games open and winning by 50. It's just, I don't know. We, I'd love to see yeah, that at Michigan, I mean, but yeah. I was like, I was kind of half joking when I said that, but it makes sense. I think it's not something that they like think about all the time, but it's almost like a, a unconscious type of subconscious, not unconscious, <laughs> subconscious type <laughs> of thought, right? Uh, oh man, unconscious was what Jack was in the second half of the game yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, snoozing. Yeah, but I think it's like you have that in your back pocket, so it's kind of there where you're like, let's not turn the ball over, let's not, you know, do something stupid here. We can just kind of play it safe. Um, and so I, I mean, if you ask Josh Gaddis, one hundred percent, he's going to say we try to score every time we get into the you know red zone. Of course, right. But I think that it's just kind of like in the back of your mind that when you're when you get down there that you got Moody, and so it's a good thing. You'd rather have that than have somebody who can't make it. I still think you like know? Nebraska. Um, Fucking like Nebraska. Nebraska. I mean Nebraska. God dang it, you you have every chance every single week. And what do you do? <laughs> they just can't. They just can't put it together. Did you see the stats that they're one in six in the Big Ten, and they've outscored their opponents like by 40 points total <laughs> so like that one win losses. over uh who did who did they who did they kill illinois minnesota uh north who did they destroy northwestern northwestern yeah beat them by 50 yeah so they had like that was like a 35 point uh win over northwestern and so like you take away that and they still they've lost every game by less, by less than like six points it's crazy crazy, crazy. so I, I, I do feel for some Nebraska fans out there, but like we needed you to win. Like, God dang it. Go win. <laughs> Go blue parlay, man. I was trying to cash know, in. They ruined it. Purdue put up, held up their uh, end of the bargain. They did. They did. So, um, you know, that, that would be my concern because what you had in the first quarter, red zone trip, field goal. In the uh, second quarter, you did get it in uh, with with Haskins. I liked, you know, the two. We got to give a shout out to our two to our tight end group. You know, Joel Huntingford was saying that they haven't gotten a touchdown yet as a group, and then Schoonmaker got out there and got two TDs yesterday. So that a boy, they they were pumped too. The whole I saw all of them come over to Schoonmaker after oh, yeah. going nuts. So <laughs> they just needed those cool. chains, man. Need those Cuban links. I know. Joel's, Joel's got too much swag. Too much. <laughs> um, yeah, and but I did like us, th- you know, passing touchdowns. We don't do that very often, no. right? And so, Cade, I'd, I mean, he's only got, what, six or seven on the year, uh, I think. And then he had, uh, he had two yesterday, which is good. Um, so, I like that. But still, you had – you just had too many um, – you had too many times where you got into into the red zone and came away with a field goal. When you get into the red zone six times and three of them come away with field goals, you know, you have a 50% conversion rate. 
that's not good, right? Yeah, like, that's not great. Just frustrating. It's not good. And combine that with the fact that we tend to play for like third down and yeah. our third down conversion rate was we were three for 12. Jeez. It's like, what in the world? Thank God for this defense. Seriously. But like at some point, we're not going to be able to, uh, we're not going to be able to stop, you know, a Penn State or an Ohio State, right? And we're going to have to put up points. And mm-hmm. so while 29 points is not, bad when yeah. you have the opportunity to score 50 that's when i yeah. get frustrated you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so, um yeah kate had seven touchdowns going into the day and had two yesterday nine touchdowns on the year now i swear I, I thought he had more than that no man we we run it in every single time dude yeah so nine games nine touchdowns that's uh. or stats yeah. It also led, led to eight wins, so you got to take that as well. Stats so, are um, stats. You know, I, I wanted to ask you guys, too, we talked about J.J. What did, you, what did you think about having J.J. in the game that much and how he did? Because there were times where he looked okay, but I think there were also times where he looked like a definite backup. I thought that he played pretty well. I thought he played like a freshman. Um, he made some mistakes, but he also made some good throws too, right? Um, I was kind of surprised we didn't use him really as a read option threat this game, it felt like to me. Um, but I guess if Hassan is just like bulldozing guys, like why? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of like one of those performances where I was like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I I, I think that's pretty good analysis. He He – I think after the last two weeks, it's very obvious that Kate is QB one and JJ is just not quite there. Um, so I, I, I agree. It was weird. I think they, they used JJ more like they used Cade yesterday. It wasn't like their normal, Hey, we're going to come in and JJ's going to run it every time pretty much. Um, right. But I, I do think there were times where like, I, I get frustrated. All right, it's third and one, and everybody in their mother knows that we're going to run it up the middle with Hassan Haskins. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then we do, and we get stuff. And it's like, can we be a little bit creative here? Yeah. You know, and so that's where I would like throw JJ in there, at least have a read option. When Cade's in there, you know that that's not even an option, right? So you're obviously, you're just going to stack it in the middle. So. Um, but all in all, I mean, JJ just need, he's going to make mistakes, but JJ needs to get things under, under the belt a little bit. There was the one where he scrambled, you know, all the way over and then chucked it into traffic and it was almost picked off. And it's just like, man, that is, you don't need to do that, <laughs> you know? So can um, we talk one specific play now? This yeah. is not JJ. This was Cade, I think. Um, and I think it was like a fourth and one and we maybe needed like a foot and the playcock had like 25 seconds on it. We were the trying play to clock or play clock. Sorry. Yeah. The play clock. <laughs> Cox by 90. <laughs> and uh, like we were trying to do all types of stuff to get the defense to like move yeah. off sides. And like we were moving guys in motion and then Cade tried to like snap the ball. And then it turned out Jim called the timeout like right at the last moment. And then we punted. Like, 
what was up with that? I don't know. I felt like it was a very obvious, like, hey, we're trying to get him to jump, 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 and then we're going to call the timeout. But then he he snapped the ball, right? and Hassan had an opening, and everyone's like, oh, let's go. And then it's like, well, all right, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I First of all, I cannot stand the – all right, we're going to line up here and try and and get him to jump offside. Oh, it, works, it. it works 0.1% of the time. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you're going to waste the timeout. Just go punt, you know, like, and, and keep that timeout in your back pocket for what you may need it later. I, and then, you know what? It's fourth and one. Go for it. You're up. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously you don't want to do something stupid and give them momentum, but man, I mean, if you don't feel like you can get, you know, three feet, let's, what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, was I, like, I agree. That was a weird play. That was just a, such a weird play. I was like, is this miscommunication between Jim and Cade? Cause then Cade came over the sideline and he looked like pissed off and they were like kind of in each other's faces a little bit. Really? That's how that it looked on how it looked to me on tv and so yeah. i was like wait a second was this you know you guys not talking or what there was also a really weird play on indiana side where they like false started but i think the center snapped the ball and then they just like everyone thought it was going to be blown dead but they just went with it and then we stopped him it was a third down and they oh. tried to string it out to the left and we stopped them yeah yeah that I- was I thought it was a false start too, but they showed the replay and like the Indiana line just like none of them moved. And I was like, wait the a center second. snapped it. Right. And then, and then nobody moved. Right. It was very odd. So um, I was glad that they stopped him because I was going to be so annoyed if they somehow got a first down. Out of that. But yeah, it was, I mean, I feel like we're, we're reaching to find things to talk about because it was such a boring game. <laughs> it was just like, it was a classic. I, I think what I'm frustrated with there is like, yes, you game plan to win the game that you're playing in. Right. And, you know, Jim knew he could get out of here, win by three scores, you know, by getting Haskins 150 yards and you just run the ball and don't do anything crazy. But like, don't you at some point want to run an offense that setting yourself up for the next game and the next game and the next game? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Gotta have big plays. Sense. I don't know. doesn't, I feel, I feel a lot better about them going into Penn state now because I don't think Penn state's as good as, as we thought they were. And it's a noon game, not them playing at night. It makes me feel a hell of a lot better too. Um, I, now yeah, they do I have, know, they do I'm have nervous Sean for Ohio Clifford, State, man. obviously. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but Clifford he hasn't like, been 100. percent Yeah, he had. He I don't know if he will be against us. But I, I mean that that just like that's what frustrates me. Where it's like, all right, you know, you can get out of here and get your win, but like at some point, either step on their throat, make something happen, take a couple chances, like. Uh, I mean, this is exactly what you were talking about yesterday or last week, Galen, where it's like, you know, seven, it's a 17 to, to 10 game, and we're acting like we're up 30, right? And we're like running the clock and it's like, you're letting them hang around and there's no reason for it. And thankfully, Indiana is just not a good football team. So 
they ended up being able to just overpower them. But, you know, when you're playing good football teams out there, we saw it in East Lansing. Teams can come back, and they have firepower. And guess what we play two out of the last three games? Two teams, actually all three teams, have firepower on offense. So it's like you you put yourself in a situation where you can give it up instead of take the shots deep when you have the chance. When you, when you have a team on their heels, just step on their throat. And Michigan does not do that, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm just over here dying, trying to figure out how to breathe. All right, me and Kalen will talk. You just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I was here for the – to view – yeah, I can't even think or talk. Keep uh, keep stacking your poker chips over there. I know. I'm yeah, trying not to. <laughs> you're, you're trying to keep us. it off me. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's it's just one of those things where I think that if you wanted wow. Michigan to go from good to great to elite, they need to be able to do that. So that's where I, you know, you're happy with a 22 point win, right? But like, should have been probably 35. Should have been probably, you know. 42, something like that. I don't know. So uh, maybe we're asking and nitpicking, asking for too much and nitpicking and whatever, but um, I don't know. That's just how, how I feel about it. So, um, you know, let's talk about the rest of the Big Ten, though, yesterday. Um, first off, you know, we talked about uh, Michigan State-Purdue. Just Purdue, the spoiler makers. I love that name, the spoiler makers. It's it's amazing. Um Nebraska or uh, Ohio State, Ohio State, they look so – sometimes they look incredible and sometimes they look so beatable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's games like that and Oregon that makes me like – that gives me hope. And then, like, you see them play, you know, whoever, and they beat them by 60. Yeah, yeah yesterday I felt good about it. I wish fucking Nebraska would have taken care of business, but – yeah, they're vulnerable, so we just got to take our shot when we get it. What was yeah, the stat I mean, line on Stroud? Are you looking at that right now? For it? I was just yeah. about to say it. 36 for 54 for 405. Like, he's still putting up big numbers. That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane numbers. Are you kidding me? He did have two picks, though. He had two TDs and two picks, um, and that was kind of what kept Nebraska in it. So, if you can make him turn the ball over – you know, I he he uh, he also fumbled. He lost a fumble too. So they had, Jeez. Uh, yeah, they had three turnovers, I think. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I I don't. They're not untouchable. We've seen them in previous years, and they've looked very untouchable. They're not untouchable. Um. So I I like I like seeing that, especially late in the year, because usually when they look bad it's like really early and then by the end of the year they don't look like they like anybody can beat them um you know it was the weird game i mean a couple weird games that our wisconsin win is looking better better every week wisconsin went out and beat Rutgers 52 to 3 jesus i think wisconsin figured out that they should just hand it to that huge freshman in the backfield (laughs) yeah oh you're you're right so what is it, uh, Raylan Allen? That yeah, dude? yep. Yeah, 15 carries for 129 yards, 8.6 average. 
boy. Jesus. Boy, oh boy. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Mertz still – Mertz played that probably – it looked like his best game all year. 11 for 16, 240, and uh, three TDs, one pick. Um, I don't know. They're going to be ranked in the top maybe 16, 17, something like that. So that win looks really good on Michigan's resume now. Um, oh, yeah. The, the other one that was weird is Illinois, Minnesota, who has a chance to win the West, goes out and loses 14 to 6 to, to Illinois. They Illinois, only put man. up six points on Illinois. What is going on? Illinois is hot. They're on a hot streak. <laughs> They're on a hot streak. Brandon Peters just killing it. Seven for nine for 80 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my oh gosh. My God. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, can we just kill the West division? The, the Big Ten West is just a joke. Just it's make it one big division like Big 12 does. It's so That's what stupid. the Big Ten needs to do. It's so stupid. Uh, they don't have anybody in the whole division who has less than two losses. So it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, who else played? Let's see. Um, not big 10, but L- Alabama only beat LSU 20 to 14. Yeah. That's crazy. Cincinnati almost lost. They, I mean, Tulsa had a very good chance of winning that game at the end, or at least tying it, sent it to overtime. Yeah, Georgia just beat the shit out of Missouri. They're they're gonna of course. I mean, if they don't win an Addy, it's I don't know what to tell you, Bulldog yeah. fans. So, um, Oregon only beat Washington twenty six sixteen. Oregon, mm-hmm. yeah, you're eight and one. You you're you're you don't have the outside of Ohio State. You don't have good wins on your resume. They they've like beat teams by nothing. And having a loss to Stanford, who's three and three, um, it's just that big win. Ohio by State, the way, man. Stanford, you Michigan fans, you may think that we have a bad coaching situation here in Ann Arbor. Stanford pays their coach nine million dollars a year, and he's three and three this year. So, I I, I think we're we're okay. We're in the we're Pac okay twelve. Today. In the yeah, freaking Pac twelve too. Yeah. Gave up Utah against them on Friday night. Had three different 100-yard rushers. <laughs> That's hard to do. That's hard to do. Um, let's see. The uh, Iowa only beat Northwestern 17-12. Um, they squeaked it out. Spencer Petrus, who they say he's banged up, but he got replaced in that game. Um, you know, Iowa, once the number two team in the nation, now looks like the – Number 25th team in the nation, if that, I don't know. So, it's just a weird year. But, like, again, the West just sucks ass. It's so annoying. So, I don't know. That's just me going on a rant, getting on my soapbox. So, um, who else played? Let's see. Big 10, Big 10, Big 10. I can't find any Big Ten games. This is brutal. I think a lot of people have bias, but, like, yeah, I think you hit them all. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Sounds good. Well, um, 
Oh, Penn State, Maryland. Penn State beat Maryland 31-14. They had a pick six, I think, in the last, like, two minutes of the game. So it was uh, it was a 24-14 game, and uh, Maryland kind of pissed it away. So I don't think Penn State's playing their best ball right now. I mean, they lost three in a row before that game and then go out and only beat Maryland by uh, a couple scores there. Um, wow. So, yeah, I, I mean, look at – I, look, Michigan's got a good chance to go into into the Columbus or not into Columbus into the Ohio State game at ten and one. Still, you got to go in there and, and play a good game in Happy Valley. But not having that as a night game is gigantic for the atmosphere. Um, and so you you got to go out there and, and play good football. And but hey, like we said, it's all it's all there in front of you. So. Let's uh, we'll we'll see how it pans out here, but I think you gotta feel good now. All of a sudden, things. Everyone that was into the depths of the depression last week, things flipped on its head really quickly, and that's college football. That's college football. You know, there's only I think there hasn't been anybody that's run the table and gone undefeated in the Big Ten since like 2004 or something like that, 2003 maybe. So, um, it, it's. It, that's what happens in college football is somebody loses stupid games down the stretch. And so if you're Michigan, yeah, the, the Michigan state game stings because it's Michigan state, but you're sitting at eight and one with your only loss to still what's going to be probably a top 10 team. Right. And so that's also an eight and one team. you got to feel good about where your football team's at right now. So Positive vibes only. We're looking forward to next week. We'll have, uh, you know, a couple other podcasts this week as well. Um, but we appreciate you listening. Shout out to Truly for uh, for sponsoring the tailgate again. I mean, they killed it. Uh, I don't think we have any left. I'm pretty sure. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked <laughs> if we did. It it, uh, it was a hell of a performance by the tailgaters yesterday, drinking all <laughs> drinking us dry. So, yeah. um, hey, it, it turned out to be. Oh, by the way, one more thing. The atmosphere inside the big house was awesome as well. Uh, surprisingly, it was it was a little bit dead because the game was boring. But pump it up was lit. Brad Robbins with the chair. He said that he, he said that Coach Arbaugh was pissed at him for doing the chair up and <laughs> over his head, um, which is amazing. But yeah, they those guys, him and Joel, they get they got pump it up, and the crowd was going nuts to pump it up as well. It was awesome. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Well, sounds good. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can follow us at blue by 90 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at blue by 90 podcasts on YouTube. We will see you later this week. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.